0: thing stuck in my head lately what's the thing stuck in your head uh wheezing bag of dick tits uh yep like like i just want to like put it into a sentence somewhere but like i'm also like on some dating apps so i'm thinking maybe not there
1: Welcome to the Save vs. Poison podcast. This is episode number two, a rated R podcast dedicated to gaming, general geekery, and enduring sobriety in an ever maddening society. With me again are my two close friends, Danny and Ticky. We would like to send you all warmest, creamy regards.
2: <laughs> so creamy. <laughs>
1: To get things started, like every single episode, my name is Will, and I am an
0: alcoholic. Uh, My name is Tiki, and I am an alcoholic.
1: Fantastic. Here's to clean living. So, uh, it's been uh, approximately 400 days uh, since my last drink. Um, I was able to go another week without uh, worrying too heavily about taking a drink. I've been... Very preoccupied with my new hobby uh, of uh, playing poker, um, which actually led to a, a potential uh, drinking-related uh, incident. Uh, this last Saturday, I went out to a an underground card game. Um, really nice location, uh, as far as you know underground games is
0: concerned. I, you know, have you have you ever watched the movie Rounders?
1: Yeah, yeah. Not that nice. No. Uh, oh. there there's no Matt Damon uh waiting there with his mm. uh succulent mouth. Uh I was thinking Edward <laughs> Norton, but yeah,
2: you
0: know, fifty fifty was
1: pretty good. Ed Norton, he looks so methy in that movie. He it, did. It's... He did
2: look like a meth head, little emaciated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I you know he is a method a- head he's a method actor, but <laughs> he's actor. A actor, yeah
1: actor. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was
1: a joke, everyone.
2: He he put his mouth on that toothpick. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, he saved it in
2: a bag. Who does that? It's a very special Woody for him. Could
1: you imagine? <laughs> Do you imagine what that thing smelled like? That bag, that plastic bag, he opens up and takes it out and then puts it directly into his mouth. Fantastic. It depends <laughs> on
2: how you know how good of a. Rusher, he is, I suppose.
1: So, funny story since you brought up rounders. Uh, on the wall to my left in the, in the room. So, the room is downstairs underneath um, I think it's a, like a mace, mason lodge or something. Um, you walk down uh, a f- flight of stairs into a room with a couple of couches, um, a kitchen area, a hallway to some bathrooms, and a um, uh, refrigerator and a little table beyond that is a hallway with three uh full-sized normal full ring uh texas hold'em poker tables which you know fantastic always nice to see nice tables instead of like a tabletop or like the avid bars or even just a you know the neoprene kind of mat that i've got one of those uh that goes over your kitchen table which you know it's fine for for playing a home game but if you go to a place that you want to play cards you want to kind of immerse yourself in it right so up on the left-hand wall, uh, as I sit down on one of the tables, is that picture of Mike McDermott, uh, Matt Damon's character from Rounders. And underneath it, it says, uh, listen, here's the thing. If you sit at a poker table and in the first 30 minutes you don't know who the fish is, you're probably the fish. And all I could do is look at that thing, and th- that's that's got to be like a prophecy, right? And lo and behold, two and a half <laughs> hours later, um, and $500... Um, that just decided to, I I, I started thinking about it the, the, like the day after, and I'm just like, this has got to be like my COVID stimulus for those four assholes that uh, are totally better players than I am. Um, so I'm sitting there at this, what's supposed to be a 1-3 game, and I'm properly bankrolled for a 1-3. You know, you buy in for about $300, 400 and you can make 1-3 last, the standard raise size Pre-flop is like three or is like nine dollars. Uh, the blinds are one-three. The money doesn't usually get too outrageous. To my right is sitting a guy who is going to play super, super aggressively, and to my left is a guy who comes in, sits down, and puts three grand on the table and is throwing out three, four, five hundred dollar bets, just like they're nothing. I mean, I th- he, I think he like lost like fifteen hundred dollars in a hand and then immediately bought back in for for two grand more, so um, I am just woefully ill-equipped for playing this game financially and emotionally, and not because I am playing on a bankroll, I'm playing on a budget, so I give myself a certain amount, just like any other entertainment, right, I'm not a professional, I have, you know, income, so I have a budget, and that budget does not allow for me to play at this you know one three game that is unfortunately uncapped. Up in casinos, they cap the amount that you can buy in for. So a one three game usually is capped somewhere between three and five hundred dollars, which means you're not going to get that kind of super splashy stuff. So people play kind of within their means.
0: Um, so the guy with a nice watch couldn't just come in and do what he did.
1: Nine. No, he didn't have. A, he, I wish he'd had wish a nice had watch because then I would have known. He didn't have a nice watch. What he had, was, I think he was wearing five authentic leather jackets at once. That should have been the
2: tip-off, I think. Where all the collars <laughs> popped. Like, every single <laughs> exactly collar exactly what I was going to ask.
0: <laughs>
1: like, really funny, aggressive dude with, like, one tooth that was sticking straight out of his mouth. Like, super funny. So, like, really actually a nice guy. And to be honest, if I had had my wits about me, I feel as if that type of aggression is the kind of aggression that you want at a table with that kind of a bankroll. Because then you could take advantage of it by just playing super, super tight. Now, I'm using every single word correctly to describe this environment, right? That's because I studied. I studied so freaking much. So I can tell you every single mistake that I made that night, and I can tell you that I made them while I was saying it in my head, that this is a mistake. My hand would go to my chips, and I would go, you should fold right now. And then my hand would take the chips and put them in the middle, and the money would just disappear. It was like my hand, instead of masturbating in front of the class, like I wanted to do in high school, would just take my chips and throw them at other players. Like, was I trying to, like, bean them in the head with them? No, I never got up to the right velocity for that. So, to bring this back around to sobriety, uh, I got back in the car about 11 30 at night and I was super frustrated and super angry and anxious at myself because I just because of my inability to get on uh, to get to a comfortable place or even pretend that I was comfortable I just couldn't play poker the way that I know how to play poker and I know I know how to play poker because I'm playing online at MicroStakes, and MicroStakes online poker is vastly more difficult than a live game where there's just aggressive, splashy players. Everybody's tight. Everybody folds pre-flop to even the slightest hint of aggression. Uh, It's really difficult to be a winning player, and right now I've tripled the initial deposit. So I'm doing reasonably well over about 1200 hands so i'm frustrated i'm angry i get in the car i get back to the house it's about a half an hour drive and it's just quiet no radio all the way to the house i get into the ho- into the house i go brush my teeth and my wife asks me you know hey what's uh what, what happened how'd you do um and i just Kind of broke down a little bit and was like, "Look, I completely failed. Um, I'm so angry at myself. I couldn't control my emotions. Um, I can tell you everything that I just said to the podcast." Uh, and she gets real close to me and she's like, "Hey, can I, can I, can I smell your breath? Your breath smells uh, a little worrisome. Would you mind, please?" Right after I had my coming out moment, I went and picked mm-hmm. up a. Uh, breathalyzer, a home breathalyzer that you know it was 30 bucks, and it was probably the best 30 bucks I've ever spent on regaining trust. So, I take the breathalyzer and I passed my golf score, it was a zero, which is the best golf game that ever happened.
0: Are you sure about that?
1: Yeah, you didn't play, instead, you went to the pool or took a oh, hike, or did you. anything I was, other
0: than gotcha. play golf.
2: not play golf.
1: I, I used to love playing golf, but now, yeah. Meh. I have clubs. You guys want them? No.
2: I'm not much of a golfer. (laughs) To the nuts.
1: So, um, take the test. Pass the test just fine. 0.00. Um, and it was at that time that I, like, remembered the original conversations that I had with my wife right afterwards. Because I had spent, you know, a good couple of years hiding my drinking from her. And it wasn't difficult to hide. You drink vodka, and then when your wife sees you, you just grab a beer, and you've got a beer in your hand. That's why your breath smells like alcohol. And then you lie about having had more to drink than just a beer. And of course, it's gaslighting, and they want to trust you because they love you. And when you finally do come out uh, as an alcoholic, you primarily think to yourself you know this is this is when my reckoning is this is when she takes the kids this is when she leaves me this is when i end up sleeping in my mother and father's basement and don't get the help that i need and keep drinking and then my mother and father and then suddenly you've hit real rock bottom instead of like the the pseudo rock bottom that i hit um you know right afterwards that's why we had the conversation last week about uh uh, the imposter syndrome when I was going through the um, yeah. uh, the outpatient therapy. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, rebuilding that trust. Uh, I went to an AA meeting, not an AA, sorry, life ring meeting, which is the, the secular version of AA. Uh, went to a life ring meeting uh, shortly afterwards, and I told the people there that, you know, hey, I bought a breathalyzer, and it was funny because, like, half the people in that room, they just wanted their spouse to blind trust them. And I couldn't do that. They were like, yeah, I think i just end up resentful if they asked me. And I was like, look, I was the one that made the mistake. I made mistakes over and over and over again. I had, I couldn't control the drinking the way that I needed to, but I sure as shit could have controlled the lying. That's something I could have controlled. So after about four months of taking almost daily breathalyzer tests and her just wanting to trust and verify. And you guys both know my wife. You know that she's not the type of person that's going to be judgmental. I mean the fact that, that the day afterwards, the only thing that she could say was that she was just relieved because she thought she was going insane. Like she thought that she was uh, going nutty because I kept lying and she kept having these suspicions and she was like if this is the worst that it gets if if this is as bad as it gets i think we'll be okay so with that in mind you know taking the breathalyzer building that trust up and this is the first time that i've taken a test in seven months i want to say six seven months something like that and even though at the time it was kind of a like a like a queer moment like a huh what you want me to take a test really okay all right no no problem no problem Reached in, got it out,
2: immediately blew. Uh, and, I'm just uh, surprised that she couldn't tell the difference between alcohol and penis on her breath. <laughs> yeah. That's very I mean, I mean no I hate know. speech. This man <laughs> loves his mountain trucker penis. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say it's they're a, so a,
1: lonely and the only place they ever get any loving is uh, it just the bears that they meet outside of Netherland. And I mean actual bears.
0: Yeah.
2: Not uh, say, not like big bears. Yeah,
0: couldn't you have just looked for like the, the, the chocolate and peanuts in your mouth or something like that?
1: <laughs> I, honestly, I think that I qualify as more of the, the that type of bear. I mean, the back hair that I got going on? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. It was an easy transition for them. Them mountain trucker boys, they sure do like to give a hitchhiker a break.
2: <laughs> so you're do just they, getting though? warm in their truck <laughs> <laughs> do for they 20 give minutes a <laughs> and 50 bucks later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 50? Man.
2: Hey, I'm trying to compliment you. That's expensive. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about paying them. I think you're doing it wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Could I give you $50 a BJ and uh, I just need five minutes in the back of your truck to get warm? You got a PlayStation back there? (laughs) You got any used underwear? (laughs) You got any of that? I'd like a little aphrodisiac, something to, to warm my palate. As it were. Anyway, (laughs) so that was uh, that was Saturday night, an emotional roller coaster that ended up at home with a little trust but verify moment that I've passed with flying colors, and I was pretty grateful um, for the last year that I've been uh, sober and with my wife, and how she's stuck with my bullshit so incredibly
2: well. So she is amazing for you. Thanks, man. That's that is true.
0: Yeah, I yeah, agree. I always, I actually, always thought that you'd somehow manage to like marry up.
1: Thank you. Really you sound awesome. like my mother.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, wow! Your mom said that.
1: That's yeah, just... yeah, yeah, and she's <laughs> surprisingly hu-
2: like husky voiced.
1: <laughs> my mother, my wife.
2: <laughs> it's your mom, the one James sounds like.
1: <laughs> sounds
2: exactly like her. Yeah.
1: Come on, suckle at mother's
3: teat. <laughs> I made pot pie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man. <God>. <laughs> <laughs> that one took a minute. You're
1: welcome. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: oh, that was, yeah. So that, that, that's a thing that happened there. huh? Yeah, right there. Okay. You know, hey, what you what got? You know, <laughs> I was just going to say, I went to uh when I was living in Dallas, that's actually when I first quit and I, uh, quit drinking and i and i went down to uh this this secular um a meeting and uh it, you know it's it's weird though because i actually had like even my psychiatrist at the time was like i was like i don't want to go AA because it's you know like a really religious organization and he was like no they're not and i'm like yeah they are god is in their chapter i mean for are crying out loud so you so know he and i didn't agree on that um which is God's okay it's not the first time yeah <laughs> But I, but I went to the A. and I went to this meeting, and I was I was like, I would sit there, and I would talk, to, you know, I would talk, and I would share, hey, this happened to me the other day. I think one of them was I had gone over to the liquor store, and I had sat in the parking lot for, like, five minutes, just sitting there in my car. And, like, I finally, like, basically called Russ, and then I would driven away. Mm-hmm. And I, and I you know, as I said, I called, like, one of my oldest friends, and I said, hey, this is what's going on. And he was like, oh, then go home. And I was like, okay, thank you. I just needed somebody to say that to me. But like all they wanted to talk about the whole time was like like how like they're like it's 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 like this. I'm an atheist and I get it. But at the same time, there are times where I get really fed up listening to other atheists talk about the exact same things about how like they don't want to deal with like they're they're being oppressed and all these things and I'm like, Oh my god, just I can't I came here to get support for alcoholism, not to talk to you about your philosophy on life, man. Um, it was, it was kind of, it was a, it was a weird thing. Um, and actually I wouldn't have stopped going to that group because of, because I didn't feel like it was beneficial. Sure. And, uh, and that's, you know, just kind of my little, my little story of what had happened to me out there.
1: Wait, so they were like acting
0: like they were the persecuted atheists? So they, yeah, they did the, um, there, there were some older members who'd been there for a long time and they really drove the conversation. And what they really talked about was like a lady who was like, I had a Christian person yelling at me for whatever, and I was like, "I don't know how that relates to your alcoholism." Like, I don't know, like, like that. I don't know how to relate to that,
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, especially in the state that I'm in. And most of the crowd there was older than me, and I was like, "What, forty three or something like that?" So
1: you were looking for like like really early on advice, support, thoughts, and you walk into a meeting where
0: they're like. They were yelling at me about abortions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was kind of it. And I right. talked about like what happened to me, and like everyone be like, okay, cool, thanks, thanks for sharing. And they go back, like they just go back to whatever they were talking about before. And I was like, no, I mean, like, like I really, like I really feel like I've been kind of hurting here, and I think that maybe somebody here could offer up some sort of guidance or advice. Yeah. And nobody ever did, so I, I just wound up walking away from that one. Um, and I've, I haven't been back to a meeting since, but I find that uh, I find that I, I up talking about it enough. Um, and Danny can attest to that. I talked to Danny enough about it, and, and as well as uh, with Russ and some others.
1: Well, that was the reason Danny's yeah. in this podcast.
0: Yep. So I mean, it's it's. I have my helper. Yep. You can already like I can already be like, hey man, I like really wanted to drink last night, and I was really bothered by that. And he's like, oh wow, you shouldn't drink and stay away from that stuff. And, Keep yourself going. And I'm like, cool. And Danny doesn't go, you know what else I really don't like? The Greek gods. That was a big fuck up right there. Like, well,
2: what a bunch of assholes just going down, banging all the people that I wanted to bang. Yeah. And all of a sudden they have God sons And look at me. Hercules is going to be my
0: kid. <laughs> yeah. What? You know, and, well, speaking of, that's a silly note, by the way. The whole, like, son of God. It's like, well, Hercules is the son of God. Jason the son of God. uh, uh Alexander, in theory, was the grandson of Achilles or and, and someone else. And, it's, and the Greeks, according to them, everybody, there were a lot
2: of I, kids. Man, those Greek gods like to slam the ham. Here's That's the all thing. I think.
1: No, I, I think the difference is semen. I think the difference is semen. Uh, all the Greek uh, gods is, put the is semen it, what in, is in What is, in,
0: what is, in, what is in Godly
1: in? semen, uh, oh. which, you know, disgusting, right, semen? We, have, we can all... I well, I mean,
2: considering that. that a lot of um, uh, depictions of Zeus is where he, he's very large, right? He's like a towering giant-like person. So imagine yeah. the semen coming out, like just incoming. Well, you whale know, they mist, also used to, you know, like they,
0: they used to sculpt him like proportionally, so he could be like giant, but then it would still look like, you know, when they made this, it was a it was a cold day. Yeah. So that's you know... I'm pretty sure that's
2: where <laughs> Greek yogurt came from. You know, it's extra thick. What? Like just play.
3: <laughs> that
0: makes me respect uh, uh Oh my god, is that why my yogurt was all salty the other night? Oh my god. What the hell salty is
1: that? Sweet. What the hell's the guy's name from Full House? He does the Oikos commercials?
2: <laughs> At Full House?
1: Full House, Uncle Jesse. What the hell was his name?
2: Oh, I don't know that one. I know Stamos God. and. Ja- That's
1: it, John Stamos.
2: Oh, St- Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, you got that one right, dude. No
1: wonder he likes the fucking yogurt.
2: <laughs> why, why is he Greek?
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Okay. He looks really. That's why cool, he's the yeah. spokesman
1: for Oikos.
2: <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. It's, like I obviously don't pay attention to commercials, but. Uh, yeah. Good for, him. good for him.
1: There's one just recently that got released. Where he was just, he's like, he's like, he like slides into frame while people are at a picnic, <clears throat> but he's in this like sort of like sideways recumbent, like one knee up with his like hand on top of his knee. He slides in like he's on a slip and slide just going by, stops, says his little, you know, spiel, and then slides off screen again. It's really funny. So I would call like that a Edwards? sperm and
2: slide. <laughs>
0: Everyone's everyone's enjoying their their, their lunch and the picnic, and all of a sudden,
2: <laughs> Stanos comes sliding in.
1: Creamy regards.
2: <laughs> I guess that's that's what he there he's bringing those warm creamy regards.
1: Uh, I really want to know what that uh, how to say that in Greek.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can we can look it up for next I time. Really it gonna, keeps it keeps coming it keeps coming back. I a Google, how many there's a You know
0: what? Check it out in Google uh, Google Hangouts. Or Google uh, yeah.
2: Translate. Google yeah, Translate. we'll have to,
1: We'll throw it in there. We'll throw it in there. We'll have to... Uh, we'll have to... I, I have a feeling we're going to have to start apologizing for this podcast eventually. Just like at the start of every episode, just be like, yes. terribly sorry to the mother groups. And these the these groups. yeah,
0: these people who
2: can the could hate atheist groups. But now hate us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Any Greeks out there who've ever been covered in Grecian slop, <laughs> that, we we apologize hardly. Except that's, that's, my buddy Nick.
0: That's not the <laughs> way to, any any of you Greeks out there that are all slicked up with oil right now and your hairy backs. We, uh,
1: speaking of Greeks and games, uh we uh <coughs> we had a had a game of uh cards against humanity once a long time ago. And uh one of the one of the players in the game, you know, they have the cards that you can write on. Um uh he was like, uh, "What do you call that uh, that 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 Greek meat that you can eat? You know, the sweaty Greek meat." And I said, like, "Oh, perfect name for a card." So now, in our uh, Cards Against Humanity, uh, every once in a while, George Bush will give Dick Cheney some sweaty Greek meat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Which, uh, which uh, is okay in this house. I'm I'm good with it.
0: I'm yeah, good. you know what? You know, it's, it's it's important to note that actually you kicked off this whole thing by using the word creamy, so... I did. I did say creamy, It's creamier you did, so
1: Warmest, it's... creamier, goods. Like I can it really only came take back to... <laughs>
0: yeah. It's not like yeah. it came back around. It's more like the slip and slide. We're just kind of cruising forward over it, so it's yeah, cool.
1: Yeah. So, uh... Yeah. Uh, Tiki, uh... Anything else for us, bud?
0: Um... No, not on, not on my uh, my drinking front, though, or okay. my, my my sobriety front. I think I'm at 370-something days. Yeah, so just over a year. So that's yeah, awesome. pretty cool.
1: Awesome. Um, I talked to Danny about this. I actually kind of had an idea. Like, you know how uh, AA has the, the sobriety chips. I was thinking about maybe mocking up, uh, like, a poker chip that had, like, a one-up on it for for us, for us or for anybody that... Was connected to the podcast that wanted something, a physical reminder. Because sometimes just having that physical reminder—I mean, call somebody, right? You know, call Russ, call me, call Danny, call Tiki. Uh But having a physical reminder on you can often be that trigger that yeah. you need to be like, "Nope, this is I—I earned that, that, this." That that
0: can be yeah. that can be very helpful. It's true. So, um,
1: Danny, you got anything on uh, on on any any yeah. input, any thoughts on on what's going on and? In, in, and life and a little bit.
2: I mean, obviously, my input is going to be a lot less personal um, since I'm kind of on the the outside looking in, I don't ever want my perspective to sound like I'm like bitching about the drunk friend, you know. Like, I definitely just want to bring my outside perspective. No, no um, yeah, you yeah, had
0: 20, you had 20 years to complain about that with me, son. <laughs> and
2: well, the complaints <laughs> haven't stopped. They, they've just changed to <laughs> something else. Complaints. <laughs> <Please, please. laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I just like just I, when you say that though, I want you to remember like there there's a there's that there's a line between being judgmental and seeing something that you recognize as being like honestly potentially self destructive, and that's one of the questions that I always had when I saw my friends like I remember so Tiki, I hope you're okay with uh, me telling this story, and if you're not, we can edit it out pretty easily. But I remember going to a cutthroat's game. And you started drinking a Scotch ale from uh, i want to say is it the uh, old Oscar Chub? Blues? yeah, 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 it's old Chubb, mm-hmm. um, which is like twelve percent alcohol, and you downed like five or six of those before we got to the arena. So you started passing out in your chair in like the first period. And I remember like Danny was there, Russ was there. Uh, I think Danny was dating some redhead.
2: Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I'm a, yeah the um little stabby that one little little stabby I made it out alive. Yeah you did. Yep, not, so you I didn't... remember that actually.
0: That was actually one of my more oh. like wow, like, I might have a problem here, but I rationalized it.
1: it yeah oh so forward. easy to do right?
0: And yeah it's probably the easiest thing to do really I'm on almost anything in this world to be honest. So
1: so yeah yeah uh that you know seeing it, recognizing it, and then knowing when to say something without wanting to say, you know, seem judgmental, you know, hopefully this is that kind of safe space where you can, you can expound. And, you know, I don't think you'd be here if, uh, if you were going to be an a-hole about, uh,
0: about the I, I, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly with Danny. So I checked in with my little brother, um, and he's struggling He's not ready to. Uh, I think I mentioned this last week. He's not really ready to commit to meetings, mm-hmm. um, but he does want to quit. Um, so um,
1: future guest of the show, hopefully.
2: Yeah, I would love to have him on. I'm not going to tell much of his story because I would love to have him on as a guest so that he could tell his own story eventually. Mm-hmm. I haven't even asked him about it yet, so we'll we'll see how he how he takes it. But um, it'd be great for him to on because i i think also hearing this podcast would help him um because i don't know other than me and my older brother what his support circle is like sure. obviously his wife is supportive um because he's pissed her off several times still married uh, still married still married um but yeah, i mean like so uh, hopefully we can get him on but uh just over the weekend we're playing big group of friends playing games uh and we had a friend just get obliterated, right? Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't really function, couldn't play the game. Um, and while it's not re- it's not repetitive um, or necessarily damaging behavior yet, I mean, it has happened before, but, you know, it's just kind of the, the cut-loose week le- weekend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it is frustrating, right? Like, if it kind of killed the game for everybody else, sure. right? It was like, well, okay, I guess we're...
0: I mean, I, if you have people relying on you, I used to have that. To be entirely honest, when I when I used to play games online with um, some of our other friends, like Cinco and a few others, we play. Um, I I don't even know, like <clears throat> like playing like Halo uh, Halo Reach multiplayer, right? Yeah. Versus matches and all that, and I'm drinking, and all of a sudden I'm just like getting more and more tired as it goes. I think that I'm in control. I think that I'm okay, but it's you know pretty obvious I've overdone it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I have a team that's like basically in four on four. That's, you know, basically fighting three on four. Yeah. Because I'm wandered off somewhere, fell off the map. Shooting the wall. <laughs> all the all the dumb yeah. Like yeah. you know, you're like somebody hollering at me through my headset and I'd, you know, jerk awake and I'd be able to, you know, maybe do something for about five, maybe thirty seconds.
2: But Yeah. Oh, we woke up the next morning, right? Mm-hmm. And he was still in Discord. Still in game, like totally just passed out in his chair, right? Yeah. So it it happens. Like I can't I, I can't complain too too badly. I like I never really get that way when I drink. I I like it to just get to a, a buzz and then just have maintenance. So I kind of drink slowly when I do stuff like that because I, I wanna I wanna be in for the long haul.
1: How do you do that? <laughs> but, yeah, that's actually a pretty uh, good
2: question. Self control, I guess. Is a, no. Like I don't, obviously, don't want that to sound condescending in any way, but that is really. Sorry, right. really I started odd.
1: masturbating like three minutes ago. I am no. yeah. in a oh, closet. I can't help it. You,
0: you're, you're behind schedule.
1: am <laughs> no. Fifth time today. Woo. <laughs>
0: just, you know what you brought up earlier about wanting to do it in front of one of your classes in high school. I don't see why it took you so long to start here. Yeah, well, was
2: all that it. talk about right. the, those those oiled up Greeks. He just couldn't he couldn't wait anymore.
1: Mrs. Kilpatrick would wear loose, flowy shirts. I don't know what to tell you, man. That was a yeah. movie. What a beautiful, beautiful 59-year-old woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's kind of all I got this this week. On no,
1: I, <clears throat> you know, the 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 mixture of alcohol and gaming. I mean, we've all done it. Uh, y- you're able to maintain it at a you know non-addiction level of uh, <laughs> of consumption. I had a hard time doing that. You know, we talked a little bit about the the gaming while drunk thing last week. You know, I would get drunk, overdo the trying to be that guy in the room and say something that would piss off somebody around me, whether it was my wife and oversharing our private details, which, you know, I don't have much in the way of boundaries. Like, you ask me a question for the most part and I actually think that secrets the nature of the secret is... The the nature of the fact that it's a secret is what gives it power over you. So, owning up to your your fuck-ups, owning up to your emotions or your feelings, being earnest and honest, I think are are cornerstones of treating yourself well. There's a flip side to that, though, and it's the, do people want to hear what I'm actually saying? And, you know... You go into, oh, we did this position, and then that position, and then I did this with her, that thing, and, like, three people on Earth want to hear that. They also want the OnlyFans account name that goes with it. They're not willing to pay for it, but they want to know what it is.
2: At friend discount.
1: At friend discount. And, you know, your wife's sitting there going, what the, why, why would you say that? That's not anybody else's business. I'm like, it's everyone else's <laughs> business. I'll have another drink.
2: Yeah, those are my bed yeah. curtains you're talking
1: about.
2: <laughs> I, I actually I still have a hard
0: time with uh, with with lying, or whenever somebody asks you, like, what were you doing? And then I'm like, I don't have an excuse. Uh, uh, not your mom. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm I'm really really bad about it. So I've like, what I've kind of done to compensate is I kind of spin things that I know are bad into something slightly better or <laughs> not as bad. <laughs> it does it doesn't work very Quick, well. Quick, but... do
1: the Trump presidency. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, is, it is it is like it is It is just not that bad like like you know we like have like a woman ask you like you dating anyone else and I'm like well
3: dating Define is a dating. really
0: <laughs> tough word yeah. if by that do you mean uh have I gone out on dates with other women and not just fooled around with them online via like you know chat channels and, 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 and virtual sex mm-hmm. you know no, I'm not Show me you your them. butthole roulette. <laughs> yeah. When <laughs> you, you put it like that, then, no, I'm totally not dating anyone else. Greatest <laughs> Vegas
2: game ever. <laughs> Never going back to that casino. I don't even think that was a real casino.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no,
1: no. I I, I actually thought that was Harrah's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, north <laughs> of the strip, god. everybody. Fantastic.
0: Another Greek god. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's at right Caesars.
1: Here. There's Greek gods there. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: They're, well, they're, yeah, they're technically Greek. The Romans actually just stole their gods from the Greeks. Well, when you've got a rename them, when you've got yeah. When you've got the bigger, like you know, nation-state military force and everything else, the one thing you're really lacking is art and culture. Yeah, you're probably just gonna steal it from somebody else.
1: J- you know, Tiki, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think that uh, the lying is necessarily your fault. That's just a uh... That's just you being brought up in a uh, uh, Clinton uh, era of uh, presidency. Oh. There! Now I've fired shots at yeah. everybody! <laughs> ha! We're all balanced out now. That depends on what your definition of the word is, is.
0: <laughs> is, is I lying? Am I... I... Yeah, I, I think if I have I've been pulled over twice in the last, like... Um, Ten years, like I just just driving right like I was driving down through Texas when I moved from Denver to Dallas, and I yeah. got pulled over. And I had been driving through this little town, and I had basically been like letting people pass me, not thinking twice about it. I was actually going under 40, which was the speed limit. I get to the edge of town where like, and in Texas, like as you drive through I mean, most other places, the speed limit drops significantly, and then it increases on your way out. So I, I'm driving along, and I see if the speed limit goes up to 55. So I step on the gas. And I look beyond that, and another, like, not even quarter mile down the road, the speed limit goes up to 65. So I push down on the gas pedal even harder, and I blow right by a cop. And uh, he he pulls me over, and he goes, hey, you were going a little faster. And I said, yeah, I was. I drove through, and I saw the sign for 55, and I sped up, and then I saw the sign for 65, and I sped up, and then I saw you, and that's why we're here, (laughs) and... I wasn't clear on this. Is it when you see the sign that that means it's okay to go to that fast? Or is it when you get to the sign? He's like, it's when you get to the sign. I'm like, oh, all right. And like somehow like just being honest like that and explaining it to him, the guy was like, okay, I'll just give you a warning. I was like, like, that never happens to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So yeah, honesty, good policy.
1: I like, you know, the one thing that I lied about was the one thing that I should never have lied about and when I do lie, all like one of the biggest feelings that I had right after I told my wife was a sense of relief that I didn't have to lie anymore. I didn't have to lie at all. All I had to do was tell the truth, and no matter what happened next, I wouldn't have that cloud right over my head. I wouldn't feel that pressure to continue lying, that I could tell my wife, the person that I love the most, on this earth next to my kids, that uh, that I didn't have to lie. That was gone. Didn't have to worry about it anymore. She could have left me that next day, and I would have had to deal with that, but I wouldn't have to deal with not telling her the truth anymore. So,
2: yeah. Nice. Kind of a weight-lifted.
1: Super weight-lifted. Like, yeah. unbelievable weight-lifted. It wasn't too much longer after that, that I that we were able to start laughing a little bit about it. Not not a ton, but definitely a little bit. So Alright. <coughs> I think that's good uh good sobriety talk. What do you guys think? Yeah.
0: Yeah, quite a
2: bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was good sobriety talk. All right, moving on to gaming. Danny, why don't you start us off there, uh? The sure. game buddy?
2: Um, last week I talked about playing Doom Eternal. I finished that one up. Um, it was it was fun. It was a great game. It was very, very adrenaline pumping. It kept me, like, kind of eyes open. Um, and the, and the, the end fight was very hard. It took me like 11 tries to do it. Also played it on the hard setting, uh, not the hardest setting, because I did want to finish it. Sure. But I also wanted to challenge myself a bit. So it took took several tries, but it was it was cool. It was fun. So I moved on to a game called Chasm, which is like a side-scrolling Metroidvania.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it's very neat. Pixel graphics. Um, you go down in a, d- a deep mine, a chasm, if you will, mm. and uh, you know fight monsters, level up, un- uncover the the plot of the game. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, still playing lots of lots of multiplayer on the weekends with friends. I, my my video game friend circle is too big for most cooperative games that I enjoy playing now. It's kind of frustrating actually. Mm-hmm. I find myself struggling to find games that have more than four players allowed. Um, the only ones that really do, uh, staying within the cooperative genre, are builders like Minecraft, The Forest, mm-hmm. Seven Days to Die, Conan Exiles. Um, and the problem is, most of my friends that I play games with, uh, with the exception of Tiki and Russ, are bored with most of those games <laughs> <laughs> because we've already we've already played them. Yeah. Um, so. We, we end up breaking into chunks, right? Like, you four play this game, the three of us will go play this game, and we'll stay in the same Discord channel just so we can hang out. But it's frustrating. Like, I would love to see more games that had a bigger cap, like six people even, like, um, in the, in a cooperative style. I know that can that can get noisy, though, right? Especially if it's a, an isometric game, like Diablo. You get six people running around, killing everything. Like, there's just not enough screen Right to fit everybody plus all the the <laughs> monsters and like I know they don't have to stay on the same screen but like it's just if you did want to stay together it would be a little congested. So yeah, well, <clears throat>
0: you wind up in like first person shooters at that point where you're just you know playing Counter Strike or
2: so those aren't in the cooperative or... genre though those are PVP MOBA. It's, no it's games.
0: it's cooperative. Yeah. Me and my other friends are trying to kill you and your friends.
2: I do not consider that a cooperative game. <laughs> okay, well. Define the word cooperative differently. But uh, so we uh, we did. We were looking up for games, and we 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 jumped into the free to play section just because we had a bunch of people. Nobody really wanted to commit to purchasing the, all the same game unless we knew it was going to be fun. Sure. Um, so we jumped into uh, Warframe. Warframe, I played a long time ago, uh, like 2031 days, according to the actual game, that was the last time I logged in. <laughs> Um, but I always play by myself, so I kind of just quit because it was it was okay, but by yourself it's a little grindy and um, just not nearly as fun. So we got a group of four people playing that one. Again, that one's a four four player cap, but I mean, a little bit grindy is what, is what it is. Um, but having four like ninja robots just flying all over the place, cutting things to shreds, was a ton of fun, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to playing that again. Um, I'm still playing Stardew Valley. That game is inspirational. Like <laughs> shouldn't be for me, but it is. Farmville. Yeah, it's it's really well done. It's really Motherfucking well created, rabbits
1: dude. quit eating my
0: carrots. <laughs> <laughs> it works by yeah. plus one home.
2: Um, and then Astrido. Deep Rock Galactic, <laughs> the <laughs> dwarven mining, 10. still playing that one constantly too. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we
0: were talking we were talking about this before we uh, hopped on though. It's the games like the Forest have they're cooperative and they have like a, a larger player base that you can you can use. Though well, I'm not too sure how well that would work in terms of noise and chattiness and all of that. We've we've done up to 4. I don't think we've ever done more than that.
2: I've done 7 on the forest, I think. Oh. Um done like 10 on Conan before. And Conan is big enough that you can get away with it. The only the, the biggest challenge with those those types of games cuz they're like survival simulators or whatever, so you have to eat and drink. And when you have two people working together, sharing the food is not a problem. When you have ten people working together, it was like, oh fuck, I killed one deer, that'll feed a couple of us. So like they don't. Yeah. At... the uh, the
1: the amount of resources that you get no. based on player. No, no, no I mean you no, can get collectible the
2: resources quicker because you divide and conquer. But yeah, sure. the food is like that becomes a little bit more of a challenge got, uh, and, and an issue. Gotcha. It's
0: like the it's like the old Ninja Turtles game on the uh the the Nintendo. Like, you'd be like playing along with your brother, and all of a sudden, like, he'd like pick up the pizza, even though he has like 80% health. (laughs) And
3: like, you sucks. I'm
1: playing Michelangelo. I love pizza. I'm just, it's method acting.
2: I'm role playing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and and then another problem you have with those is like, you know, you get a bunch of people, combat becomes like a bunch of monkeys gang fucking a football. Especially if you have like a friendly fire setting turned on, it's like, all right, we got him. No, no, like we just hit each other, (laughs) and the the bad guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You guys are all fucked if the AI ever learns to duck. Right.
0: If it comes. Everyone's gonna look like Nick Fury pretty soon.
1: Benny Hill starts playing in the background.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm currently playing. I still. I bounce between a bunch of games, always. Sure. I'll talk about all of them, like, each week.
1: That's funny. Like, you want a cooperative game that can facilitate multiple players and no mention of any MMOs.
2: Because there's um,
1: non-subscription-based MMOs out there. Yeah, I've, that, I've
2: played I've um, Old Republic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played and that with you. Yeah. yeah, I played uh, ESO, Elder Scrolls Online. And um, I got into I got, another game that I got into this weekend is a KRPG. It's a Korean made um, sprite-based RPG called Tree of Savior. And it is very anime looking. The the sprites look a lot like old Final Fantasy Tactics if you've ever played that. Yeah. Um but it's a, it's an MMO and it's actually quite fun uh, for so another free to play one. The heads up display is a little noisy. Like, there's just tons of, st- like most MMOs, right? You have your chat window, you have your quest log, you have all of your abilities down below. Um, and then you have a bunch of stuff that pops up on the screen.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And si- since it's free to play, there's a bunch of like ads to get you to buy in game currency with real currency. Uh, so there's just stuff everywhere. But yeah, I mean, you can. Manage around that, and the game's uh, quite fun. The problem with MMOs in a big group, right, is questing. So we we would get a group of us, right? And we're like, all right, cool, let's go do some quests, and then we want to play again, but like two people can't make it. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, do we continue on our quests without them? Because then next time they're able to play, we all go back and do all those quests again. Um, so it becomes like a logistics issue. Um, sometimes you know. Sometimes the game is fun enough that you. It's not a big deal, um, and a lot of MMOs balance to where you know you're not. Even though I'm 10 levels higher than you, if I come back and help you, I'm not going to just be beating the game for you.
1: Well, they got like games like Guild Wars too, which uh, I think adjusts your your level to whatever area you're in. Correct?
2: Yeah, and and Star Wars does the same thing, but again, it's the do the, the majority of the players who are able to play more often. Want to go back and keep repeating the quests. Gotcha, sure. Um, so that that's a challenge. I mean, it's doable. Like I'm not, I wouldn't rule it out, and I mm-hmm. shouldn't. But it's just another one that like often gets turned down. Sure. That and their size, right? Like it's like, all right, cool. Let's w- let's play a game tonight. Okay, that's not going to be this 90 gig MMO download. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I mean, some of us have really high speed internet, but still, that takes that that size is going to take a couple of hours. Yeah. A couple of hours to download. Yeah. 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 Um. So I, I do I do enjoy them. Um but yeah, it's just not I, like oftentimes I find myself playing with just one other person. I'm like, all right, well I can just play any of the other dozen games that that had less than four players. Sure. Um but yeah, that's me. Cool, cool.
1: Um <coughs> I uh I finished Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Wii or not the Wii, sorry, the Switch. Uh, Nintendo came out with like three consoles in the space of like one Xbox 1, like I don't I don't remember what these things are called. Eh. Uh anyways, the the little one with the that acts like a tablet. It was great. It was a throwback to my favorite video game of all time, which was um A Link to the Past, which was the Nintendo the Super Nintendo, which was the 16-bit like 1993 to 1990, I want to say like 1997,
2: 93 to 97. That was also my favorite Legend of Zelda. It was fantastic.
1: Freaking love that game. It was so well-crafted. Like, regardless of anything else you say about uh, Japanese game companies, and for the most part, I think they put out good products. I think that... The Wii, the Wii U, the Switch, I think all three of those consoles, all of the uh, Nintendo produced, like directly produced games, are some of the best games that have ever existed. The Mario games are all phenomenal. They all either capture the feeling of old and then embrace new, or they embrace new in such an incredible way that uh, it, it's almost genre-defining when they do that update so playing through links awakening with the the graphics like like my wife who's a big mario fan and my sister-in-law who uh lives with us also a huge mario fan both of my boys everybody was watching me play this game because it's so adorable and like it's just challenging enough that it's you know not just a chip shot game But it's also approachable enough for my seven-year-old to be able to get into it and play around. And it sort of goes back to the old style of narrative gaming where you didn't get too much in the way of hints as to where to go next. Like, you got some context clues, you got whatever you had in your inventory that helped to point you in maybe the right direction. But you had to go exploring. You had to go find people that needed whatever resource you had at the time. And that's what this game did. And it was uh, it was just a freaking ton of fun um, to play through that and beat that. Um, although my oldest was like, why does every freaking video game have to rely on the it's just a dream style of storytelling? It was like, you that's, haven't seen Lost yet, have you?
0: That's actually, <clears throat> um, the, that's actually very Japanese because Cowboy Bebop does that a lot of the animes do that. The 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 dream within a dream, that type of storytelling is actually very popular. Huh. Japanese.
1: I was unaware. I didn't know that that was a like a any kind of a yeah, cultural thing. There's a the, the
0: Cowboy Bebop, the movie that they made uh-huh. for like kind of the middle of the like two seasons that exist for the show.
3: Uh-huh.
0: That whole episode is just a dream. And there's there's a big hint to it at the beginning when Spikes Beagle lays down and he says it's just a dream within a dream and he lays down on the couch and he falls asleep. And mm-hmm. the movie cuts to him doing something else in another location, tracking down a fugitive. Huh. So but they, they don't they they give no hint to it whatsoever. But yeah, it's it's a very popular um it's a very popular storytelling mechanism in that culture. Well now I can
1: Justify yeah. your entire culture
0: to a twelve year old. Well it's 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 you know in America it's considered a cheap storytelling technique. So Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like, it there's doesn't, like well, words. if JJ yeah, Abrams get, was a better producer,
0: it would have been taken better. <laughs> you gotta yeah, you get to like the end of a show or end of a movie that you were like, That was awesome, and they're like and it was a dream and you're like, You son of a bitch you're, like
1: Fine Take shame. that back Fi and shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was video gaming for me this week. Um, I have been you know, I the the loss was Saturday. The poker loss was Saturday, so uh only a couple of days ago. But I've been studying at least two hours a day, uh, after the kids go to sleep, basically. Um uh studying poker, you know, the math. I mean it's a it's a bankroll management game that's decided decided by math and cards. Uh and I'm I'm not willing to say that it's solved necessarily but it's pretty close. I mean the you know don't forget treachery. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Map cards and treachery. Illusion. Yep. <laughs> Very <laughs> true. Yeah.
1: Um so I've been doing that uh and then I got a m- new model for uh Star Wars Armada that I am so freaking excited about. It's the Executor class Super Star Destroyer.
0: does so it does it take up an entire room? Two
1: feet long. It's so freaking beautiful. It's so huge. Like a standard Star Destroyer <clears throat> in the game is about I'd say like six inches by four inches at the uh, the the widest part of the arrowhead. Um, the Super Star Destroyer, it's like. Two feet by like nine inches. It's ma- it's just massive. Like I I brought it in a, I brought it in from the from outdoors. It was sitting on my my front porch because you know that's not fitting in sure. a. <clears throat> That's it's like watching certain types of porn. That's not fitting in her.
0: So that's really quick. That's the Super Star Destroyer. That's Darth Vader's Star Destroyer from Empire, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. It's
0: just like basically like half the movie, like floating around space, shooting fucking asteroids and that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The one that gets basically an A-Wing money shot in the, uh, <laughs> like the fucking
0: nothing, you know, like what are, what are you doing? What are you, Vader, what are you doing? Like, oh, uh, just busy. Just weeding out this asteroid belt. <laughs>
1: Just mowing the asteroids. Just mowing them down. No big deal. Doing line work. I don't tell you
0: how to do your job. Don't tell me how to do my job.
1: If I don't, the HOA will cite me.
2: <laughs> Space HOA. What a Space nightmare. Space HOA.
1: Oh, that'd be a nightmare,
3: right?
2: Oh, you That's have way too brought... much debris in
0: your wake. We're going to have to have you. stormtroopers. Yeah, they'd have stormtroopers and everything for that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What do you, think, what do you think happened to Amaru and Uncle Ben? <laughs> should've, yeah, should've they just, the their, their shit wasn't up to code they <laughs> should have cleaned up their yard a little better Look, this whole thing's just fucking dirt they're I mean, like, trying to plant grass
1: Yeah, they weren't looking for the droids they were looking for a permit for uh, uh, their moisture evaporator which had uh, uh, been uh, purchased illegally on the Jawa Black Market
2: there you go there they had, they had go. like three or four speeders up on blocks in
1: their
2: yard <laughs> yeah.
1: a dead tauntaun underneath one of them <laughs>
0: Oh, you, there's, you know, it's funny because there's a town in Texas where they actually have, like, a city ordinance, so it's like an HOA kind of thing. I think it's Florence, Texas. It's just north of Austin, but they, I don't know if this is true or not anymore, but for a long time they had a law in the books that was you could have no more than four disabled vehicles on your front lawn. <laughs> it's just always like the, that's your threshold, There's four, huh?
1: I, I just I just I love like, the, the, the imagery of, like, Tatooine being, like, you know, A Dust Bowl three-horse town. (laughs) That makes makes me laugh. That brings it all... Like, the one place that you don't want to go is the bar, and the only place that has anything is the bar...
0: It's, it's weird because it's the ascent of space, yet the whole story seems to revolve around the
2: ascent of space.
1: Yeah, why does everybody keep going back to that place? Like, I
0: don't I know. know.
2: And don't the, know. Most, the most unrealistic part of it for me, unrealistic, air quotes, uh, part of it for me, is <laughs> that there are so many different species on this backwater planet, right? <laughs> Instead of all the same species that don't like the species on the other side of the river... <laughs> Oh, oh I was like, what? This is—I can't follow this. Unwatchable. I got, if I got
0: to see another Gungan coming across to my bar, buying droids, does those guys sit at the bar saying shit like that really loud to offend other races?
1: Yeah, they'll let an right. in there, but they won't let droids. I don't get it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, they at least showed a little racism, you know? Tried yeah. tried to.
0: That's what, that's what Star Wars needed was more racism. Not an entire empire of just white guys. English white guys. Come on. <laughs> British
2: British white guys.
0: British thinking. white guys.
2: There's a Chasing Intensify Amy quote in this power. coming. What'd you say, Yeah, Danny? I said there's a Chasing Amy quote <clears throat> in this coming. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. yeah or clerks, probably.
1: Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Superstar Destroyer. Really excited about that. I have a buddy of mine who is just waiting for vaccinations to come through, and we're going to start getting to work on, on getting some tabletop gaming in, which I cannot tell you how excited I am for that. This COVID thing has really brought home exactly how isolated I am and exactly how comfortable I am being isolated, and I need to get out of that. I need to, like, I'm 40. Eh, life is for the
3: living.
2: So Yeah, I feel really bad for your penis. Mm. Wait, what?
1: I, I'm not seeing the truckers I used to. Oh. But yeah, he stays home,
2: you know, and the just truckers, they... you know beats it like it like it owes owes him money. Nobody, nobody's, nobody's oh, coming. God. No,
1: I have a pocket vagina. <laughs> it doesn't actually fit in a pocket. I don't know why it's called a pocket vagina. <laughs> maybe
2: maybe it's like an inside pocket, or maybe it's, it's like, your maybe like, prison pocket.
1: It's more like a desk drawer vagina.
0: <laughs> it's like if you wore cargo pants, maybe maybe those are the pockets.
1: Cargo
3: pants, like
0: taped to <laughs> <in>
1: your <laughs> iPad <laughs> vagina. So the problem is, like being an alcoholic. Like one of those looks like a Tall Boy, so I just get stopped and, like, they'd be like, "Hey, what's that in your, in your pocket?" And I'd be like, "Do I tell them it's a Tall Boy and get in trouble for being an alcoholic that's off the wagon, or mm. do I tell them it's a pocket vagina?"
2: Well, I mean, it's better than getting caught drinking out of it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh. well, <you laughs> know all is... of you out
1: there in radio land that have seen a flashlight <laughs> and who know what I look like I'd like you to right now visualize me taking a
3: sip of something foamy
0: yeah, out of that you know, the cool thing is, the, is will, the, the plus side is you'll still, pe- still below a zero on your breath <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <But Just> my
3: breath
1: <laughs> my breath really will smell like dick
2: Not if you use Greek yogurt. Just drink that out of it.
3: (laughs) John Stamos.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Finally brought John Stamos back around. Tiki, what do you got for us, bud? (laughs) uh, Nothing like that, unfortunately. Collect yourself. Again, how do you how do you follow that? Oh, <clears throat>
1: I don't know. it's like it's like being a, you know, it's like being a community band after Rush just went on.
0: Yeah. Uh, truly. Uh no, I uh I don't really have anything new for the uh for the, the game uh gaming uh tabletop stuff lately. The only game that I've been thinking about wanting to play again uh was uh Last Night on Earth, It's a zombie apocalypse type game.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I really thought it like last time I I talked a little bit about Rules and how like cumbersome they can become, and I always really enjoy Last Night on Earth because there's the the rules are really loose, not really loose, I should say. There's just few of them, so the game flows really quickly. You can get through a game, you know, one round pretty Hmm. fast for the most part. Almost all the all the scenarios, with the exception of one, you can get through pretty quickly. Um, So that was a game that I thought about playing um, recently.
1: Remind me, is that? Tabletop RPG is it a board game?
0: It's a it's a tabletop. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's not that. I mean, like so you have like all different characters who have like some sort of special ability,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and then you have like the zombie master who plays against the characters and has cards that they can play to you know have like other specialized zombies or or to move the zombies in certain directions to go and try and capture people or, or kill them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's really it was a really it was a very fun game. Um, other than that, it's been. Uh, still with a weekly shadowrun game, um, I did want to kind of talk about the fact that um, I I have a I enjoy putting a moral or ethical conundrum in front of the players in the game when it's possible. It doesn't always have to be possible. Sometimes it can be something like desperation just leads to a murderous rampage, mm-hmm. um, like what happened recently. Or it could be, hey, how do you want to handle this situation knowing that your characters would, you know, basically by, by following through with the job you were on, um, you would lead to more destruction in this neighborhood. Or do you go back and try and lie to your employer and hope they don't call you out on that and then thus put the party in danger? Sure. So things, uh, the things that was, it's actually been a very, um, a very interesting uh, play on things. Uh, I'm generally, as a game master, very relaxed in terms of how they're gonna play it out. It's up to them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, it's been it's been really fun. Uh, probably my favorite, most hilarious thing that's happened in a little while was uh, Danny's in a game with me and, and his brother is too, and his brother had to like basically steal some uh, <clears throat> some snakes from a a church that was actually throwing them. You know, they do those they they toss snakes to to prove their faith and all that. <laughs> and he was trying to steal this crate, this like this crate full of snakes and the priest caught him. So he had to like knock the guy out, but it was, it was really at the time we were all like listening to it. Like, what are you going to do? This guy's coming after you. And he's like an older man. And he's saying, you can't steal that. How dare you? I'm going to call the police. And <laughs> Jody just pop. <popped. laughs> like, okay, there you go. Knock the guy out. Well, not really a moral conundrum, I guess maybe it was. Still, fun.
2: Nah, the one you put us through last night was a lot more of a moral conundrum. Well, uh, yeah. We had to choose uh, retribution versus just uh, letting it drop kind of thing.
0: So to, to set, the, set the stage on that one was the, um, the NPC they had found who had summoned the golem and attacked one of the Italian mob's uh, sons and attacked and killed him using the golem. When they found out that basically this was retribution on her part, revenge for when the mob came through trying to collect, you know, tithes or taxes on the people, protection money, they had actually burned down her house or part of her house, part of her apartment and killed her husband. So the mob actually starts this. She gets retribution, but now they want revenge. And the team has to decide how they go about, uh, handling that particular decision so and I think that it was uh, you guys decided to go back and lie to the mob we did we tried to filming.
2: take the middle road we decided not to tell the mob that she was responsible we uh, and we decided not to obviously take the mob's side and kill her so we just lied to them and say, oh she didn't do it I don't think they bought it
1: I really expect uh, Tiki and his best uh, Marlon Brando to uh, uh, let that go. Just let that go. No big deal. No, <laughs> nothing wrong with
0: that. It was a. It was an interesting. That was a. That was a. That was a story born a little bit out of um, that particular scenario. Was uh, like you were saying, Will. Sometimes I'll, I'll find inspiration, and that'll be like the the crux of the campaign. But then there's mm-hmm. a lot of like pieces I like to put into there to make it like you know, you, like. Um, I guess when you watch like Stargate SG one, the T V show, you know, for the most part, each one of those episodes could pretty much stand alone. There are pieces of each season, however, and each season finale leading into the into the, the next season uh, opener mm-hmm. that drive a particular story narrative that has like a thread that goes through almost all of the episodes, if not all of them. Sure. And I've always I've always really liked that that idea. It's it's you know, you can still have a loosely based game system where the characters are still moving from point A to point B in a much larger overall story arc and yet have these smaller chapters written into it.
1: Sure, sure. I mean, my favorite of the science fiction shows from uh, the 90s and 2000s were uh, Deep Space Nine and um, Babylon 5, which, you know, they they were great for managing the serial nature of an evolving storyline and still keeping things episodic enough so that you could jump in, jump out uh, reasonably well. Like, that, you know, if you if you had familiarity with the characters. I wasn't a big SG-1 guy. I watched as many episodes of that as you did of Friends. Callback. <laughs> so that didn't land. Uh, okay, all right, all right.
3: <laughs> Sorry, about no, I, I got it. it it's cool. <laughs>
1: Fail.
0: No, no I, I actually really liked um, I liked uh, the DS Nine quite a bit. Thought it was a very good show. My One of the things favorite. that I growing up, and and I'll just say this, and then I'll I'll move away from my, you know, kind of high horse in terms of like Star Wars narratives or Star Trek narratives, I should say was it in in Star Trek the Next Generation, which is a really good show, but it really seemed like every episode they had like some sort of like problem and then they had another minor problem and the minor problem oh, okay. would have to be solved through subspace somehow like subspace was always the the key and the and the and the and the, the cause of of so many problems. <laughs> It seems like like the entire like like all like whatever ten or eleven seasons or a million seasons whatever it was it it just yeah it just it seemed that way to me and it like I I I had said that um I'd said that to somebody once and she got really she was like no it's not and I was like yeah I mean seriously this it's it's like every episode I think well, almost like, every episode.
1: <laughs> so I don't know if it's eye horse but it, like you reduce that basically down to just needing a subspace plumber. Look, look, here's a problem. Your subspace is filling up with antimatter <laughs> fluid. And if we don't get underneath that slab, you're going to have issues from here until Christmas.
0: Your foundation's not going to hold up. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, by the way, that was Jordy the entire time. He was like that subspace plumber. He was like the guy who was explaining all these different subspace things that were going on. And, I mean, they would get messages over subspace. They'd have subspace, like they'd have leakage in subspace. They'd have creatures from subspace. It just, it like, it seemed like no matter what they were doing, subspace had something to do with it.
1: Never liked Jordy.
0: Why? Never you once
1: hummed the theme to Reading Rainbow uh, on camera. Never once. That, came. That's mm-hmm. the problem you have. In that was the, that's pro- the okay. problem. That's the problem. Like everything else was I, great. I, I thought it was, hardest I working thought it was... guy in Starfleet. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I actually thought it was going to be, like, a racist thing, but...
1: Nope, nope, nope. Hardest-working guy in Starfleet next to Will Riker's pants elastic. <laughs> <laughs> that one hit. <laughs> <laughs> Redemption feels good. I
0: was, yeah. I was working on that in my head. I'm like, Will Riker? Like, you didn't have, like, a kid or a... And you're like, yeah, elastic. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. Just that... Uh, Ever-expanding elastic. Just so he could mm-hmm. sit down properly every time? Like, stepping over the chairs the way that he did?
1: To all you Jonathan Frakes fans out of there,
0: or out there,
2: you'll be all right. You'll be okay. That's what drawstrings are for. That's right. I've been living in a drawstring for months.
1: Feels good, doesn't it? I got a pair of joggers for, uh, uh, for Christmas. Like Nike jogger, like, like decent quality ones. Very comfortable pant. A very comfortable
0: pant. I've, I've noticed my, uh, and, this, and I think I mentioned this last week as well, which is, I get up in the mornings and it's, again, it's that svelte, like, look at my midsection, look at my torso, like, looking pretty good. So Going to have, like, some water and Lady just, his, whoa, i got to let my shorts out a little bit more because, like, now I'm all fat again. <laughs> it, it, like, it, it does, it happens. It's like, it, it's just first thing in the morning every time. Like, first thing, I'm awesome. I'm like feeling like I'm back to being like in my thirties again. you know, without the drinking part. But yeah, like in like really good shape. Like I'm like, oh my my, my gut does like no gut whatsoever. My waistline's all Yeah. Yeah. And I have the shorts and I'm like pulling it and I'm trying doing the drawstring on the shorts and I'm like, look at how far out I gotta pull that. <laughs> and then within like five minutes I'm like, Well, that was a mistake, gotta let those loose.
2: Awesome.
1: Well, I think that's a good point to uh
0: to wrap yeah, things we're up.
2: about at time.
1: We're uh, we're at an hour and twelve. Uh, congratulations, boys. Uh, not a single uh feces joke.
2: Uh, I'm very proud of us. Wow. Yeah, you're right. <clears> we, didn't, <throat> we didn't have any, any I thought about it. I thought about it. I restrained. Not a not a single really? one. I expected
1: back next week, and I expected. I, honestly, I expect it to be like a top five list. So you know,
2: really, honestly,
0: <laughs> like we did do a lot of semen though. So.
1: we we did. We talked a lot. Yeah, about, we went about heavy on the yogurt.
0: Greek yogurt this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, just like on the tongue. <laughs> uh, <coughs> okay. To those of you out there in podcast landia that are suffering with any kind of addiction, uh, I'd like to point you towards the American Academy of Addiction Psychiatry, uh, which has a website at uh, aaap.org. Their number is 401 524 3076. There's also a bunch of mutual support groups. We all know AA, that's a Pretty uh, tried and true uh, 12-step program. Their website is www.aa.org. Their phone number is 212-870-3400 or cho- check your local phone directory under alcoholism. Moderation management, uh, which is moderation.org, 212-871-0974. For those of you that are not interested in a religious or are interested in a secular solution. We have the Secular Organization for Sobriety, which is www.sossobriety.org. Number is 323-666-4295. I wonder if the 666 was on purpose. And then for the one lady that stayed through all of the Greek yogurt jokes to hear me say John Stamos, uh, women for sobriety, www.womenforsobriety.org, 215-536-8026. Thank you all so very, very much for listening. Hopefully, you are all keeping yourselves healthy and happy.
0: Uh, My name is Will. and My name is Tiki, and I'd like to do a plug for psychologytoday.com. If you are having problems, you are struggling, find somebody to talk to on psychologytoday.com.
2: And I'm Danny, and I would like to do a plug for John Stamos. I don't have his number yet. But when I get it, I will certainly let you guys know. Oh, it's gonna be on the podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for all of us, thank you so much for listening to the Save vs. Poison
0: podcast. You said plug for John Stamos.
2: <laughs> I'd like to plug John Stamos.
3: <laughs> mm.